Great, Jen. And you? Oh, I am doing fantastic. I had a quick question for you. I'm ready. Have you ever come home to a mess? It's an absolute disaster. You've been working hard all day long. You want to come home. You want to kick your feet back. You want to relax. And you walk through the door. And oh, my goodness, there is so much overwhelm that it is, gives you so much anxiety. Has that ever happened to you? Gosh, I wish I said it didn't. But you know it has. Just like every mom out there, it absolutely has. So thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer Bryce, you Wonder Woman. I know you're going to help us answer the question that is exactly what you posed. When I come home and my house is a mess, it is a certifiable disaster area and I am overwhelmed. Where do I begin to declutter and what is the best way to declutter? Tell us what you've got, kiddo. Well, there's a lot of different ways you can declutter. I know a lot of us out here have heard of the Marie Kondo method, and she has the concept where you take everything out, you look at each individual item, and you say, does this spark joy? If the item sparks joy, you keep it. If the item doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it. So there's a lot of different approaches you can go to decluttering. But what I really like to talk about is the mindset behind clutter itself. Sometimes we have clutter and I want you to think about it this way. There is something that's called a silent to-do list. Have you ever heard of a silent to-do list? Before? I have not. Okay, so there's a book out there. It's called Goodbye Stuff and it talks about the silent to-do list. It talks about the items that you have in your house, they send off messages and they add to the silent to-do list that you have. So this is what can cause this overwhelm and anxiety. For example, let's say you go into your house and you see that you have this huge pile of dishes. Well, they, those dishes send a message to you. So they may be saying, wash me. They may be saying, Gail, why can't you get your act together? Why do you have this pile of dishes? So this clutter is sending you silent messages. We call this the silent to-do list. And it could be with anything. It could be things that spark joy. Let's say you have these beautiful flowers. And with these beautiful flowers, you know there's things that you have to do. You have to periodically, if they're fresh, trim them. You have to water them. But those are things that give you pleasure. Let's say you have mounds of laundry. Those are things that are not giving you pleasure. And let's say they're all over the all over the place. So those are the silent to-do lists that are adding up in your brain because they're these items are sending messages to you saying, you need to do this. You need to do this. Why aren't you measuring up? Why can't you get your house in order? You may be killing it out there in your profession. You may be an outstanding, phenomenal doctor, but then you come home and you almost feel defeated and deflated. Like, why can't I get my house in order? So those are kind of the thought processes in decluttering. Like, what is the actual clutter doing in your to your mind? Does that make sense? It really does. And it's kind of ironic that you chose my one pet peeve. Like my house could be spotless and it drove my kids crazy because if there was one dish in the sink, I went to what I guess is my silent to-do list, which I'd never heard of very at all before, thank you, was my house is a mess. And the house could be spotless. Like literally the dish just needed to be put in the dishwasher. So why couldn't the kids do that? I was like, if you loved me, because you know that's my trigger, if you loved me, you would put that dish in the dishwasher. And their kids are like, you know, a dish in the dishwasher doesn't matter. Look how spotless the rest of the house is. Now, that's not every day though, because like you're saying, there's clutter. 
Um, but it, do you see a difference then between daily chores like the dishes and the laundry and actual clutter in the house? Absolutely. So clutter is something that is taking over your house. So what I like to explain to people, there is a difference between cleaning your house and decluttering your house. So cleaning your house is the things that we do on a weekly basis that like you clean the bathroom or you clean the kitchen. It's when you're like really scrubbing. Decluttering is when you have an excess of products, of excess of stuff. It's kind of cluttering up your space. And I like to tell people cluttering is um, taking stuff that you don't like or you don't need and getting it out of your house. And it's permanent. Once you get, once you have something and you take it out of your house, it's gone forever. It's not organizing. It's not cleaning. It's actually decluttering. And a lot of people think that that's what cleaning is. It's not decluttering. That's an awesome point. I really appreciate that. So once we have our cleaning schedule ready and we can actually look at something and say, gosh, we really do have too much product, how do we get to the declutter, which is the permanent solution to a regular problem and can actually make our life easier every time we walk back in the door? So I like to take, there's really actually two approaches. Like you said, the Marie Kondo approach, and there's another approach called decluttering at the speed of life. It depends definitely on you personally. You've got to remember you're an individual and you're going to clutter, you're going to declutter differently. So everybody's approach to this process is different. You can either start in the visible areas that bother you the most. Let's say when you walk in the door and that is where you have the biggest overwhelm. You're almost afraid if a neighbor knocks on the door, you want to shut it and you want to greet them outside the door because you don't want them to see the mess that you have. Or you can go with the approach you want to start in your bedroom. The bedroom is supposed to be your safe haven, your peaceful, relaxed place. So knowing where you want to start is important. What gives you the most anxiety is what I would suggest to my clients. So you want to take the approach to when you're going through an item and you're starting to declutter, you can go with the approach to cluttering at the speed of life. And this concept says that life happens. For example, you know when you get that, <laughs> or you guys, you're working physicians, you get the phone call in the middle of the night. So you are going to know your schedule. You are going to know how much time you have. So when you're decluttering at the speed of life, when life happens and you stop in that process, you will visually see progress. With some of the other methods, you take things out and you put them into piles and it can look visually like a bigger mess. Does that make sense? It absolutely so does. So with the no mess method, what you're going to do is you're going to start with trash first. That's an easy thing. And someone who has an abundance of clutter usually has trash mixed in. You may have like empty wrappers, empty containers. So you go through the room and you have a trash bag and you first start with the visual trash. And then if something happens, life happens, you stop, you can visually see your progress. Does that make sense? It really does. And I like the idea of being able to make one sweep and actually be able to see an immediate difference that automatically will ease my anxiety about walking into my house. So I love that suggestion. What do you do after you do that first sweep? So the second sweep we call the easy stuff, and that's the stuff that's in the room that doesn't necessarily belong. So you pick it up and you look and there's a, you're in your living room and there's a fork. Well, you know that the fork does not necessarily belong in your living room. So you physically take that fork to the place that it belongs. So once again, you do another sweep through that area. And what if you have to stop, if you get the ball, 
again, you visually see that progress. So that's the second step. It's the easy stuff, the stuff that you that already has a home in your house. Does that make does it, that make sense? It does make sense. And so I remember even as little kids, when my mother would do something like that, there would be like a different pile. Because she wouldn't have you like one run, she wouldn't have you run one fork to the kitchen. She'd wait until there was a little pile and then you take everything over. Although I have to say, if there was a fork in the living room, my mom would have probably beaten us with it. So that was the old days, right? When you could actually hit kids and that was considered just discipline. But um, do you like the idea of getting it there immediately so you get your steps in, but it takes a little more time? Or do you like the idea of putting it in piles or is that just something like whatever works for you is fine? think like I was sick talking before it's whatever works for you so if this is something that works for you and you're not able let's say you make these piles but you never have the time to actually put the piles in the proper place that's where this method works best because you're always going to see visual progress and then the last step to this is the stuff that you, you look at and you say hmm why in the world do I even have this stuff <laughs> um, it's kind of like, oh, what was I thinking? And those are the type of items that you're going to donate. So you're going to have a donate box, and those are the things that you are going to give away. So you're going to kind of go through the room, and you're going to make a sweep, and you're going to do those things at the speed of your life. So you're going to visually be able to see the progress. That sounds wonderful. So my question there that I want you to answer for us is, um, for the things that we see that we're like, why do I have this? But it either costs a lot of money or I'm not really sure if I want to get rid of it. Do you prescribe to the idea that you could put that in a box for six months and then look at it, say in six months and say, if I haven't used it, it's time to let it go. So, yes, with, with that question. I would say I would have a box that's called maybe later. Those are the things that you look at and there might be an emotional attachment to that you look at and you're like, oh, I spent a lot of money on those. And so you put them in a box, you could put them somewhere else and in six months, maybe a year when you get around to it, you can look at them again. And then you can say to yourself, I haven't used these in six months or, or a year. Why am I still holding on to them? And you've got to remember, even if it is an item that you spent a lot of money, go back to that silent to-do list. It may be sending you negative messages like, why did I buy this item that I spent all this money on and that I didn't use? Sometimes it's just time to let it go because that's that object is not sending you a positive method. Right. A positive message is what I meant. Sure. So another method is called the keep, toss, donate, does not belong method. And it's where you put stuff in little piles. Love it. You go through you go through a room and you look at it and you say, keep it in this space. So let's say we're decluttering a drawer and you go through it and you say, oh, I need to keep this item in this drawer. So you set a little pile and then you look at it and there's a paper wrap and you say, oh, I'm going to toss this and you put it in a little pile. And then you look through some more stuff and you say, oh, this doesn't belong. And I'm going to put it in another little pile. And you say, oh, I like this, but I'm going to donate it. So I put it in a little pile and you do this for the whole entire space. And then at the end of the time, you go back and you put the stuff where it belongs. So that would be the pile method. Okay. And the piles just to review. So it's keep. And so you'll have it in the same space and you'll put it wherever it belongs within that space. Toss if it's trash. Um, donate if it's something that's still usable or maybe you could even sell it in that yard sale. 
And Absolutely. The, and the fourth one was keep, toss, donate, and is it does belongs not belong. Does not belong here, but it belongs somewhere else in the house. So get exactly. it to where it belongs in the house, in the space that it belongs, so that you don't delay that further. Exactly. But you're not doing it like the other method. You're not walking every item at one time you are actually doing a pile so I, I the i use the drawer as an example i guess your closet would probably be a better example because you have a lot more stuff in your in your clothes closet sure so you're going to have physical piles that you are going to see and then at the end of that time you were going to take them to where they belong that sounds great so um what are there any other methods that you've we've talked about Marie Kondo we've talked about the four piles we've talked about the clean the no mess clean um what any other strategies that you have off, right off the cuff I want Personally, I like those methods right there. I have heard of the Easter egg method. I have not used it before. It's kind of like you take a basket, you put everything in the basket that doesn't belong, and you just kind of go around your room and you toss everything in there. You set a timer, and then at the end of the time, you put everything back, everything that you fit in that container where it belongs. Huh. So that's another method you can use. I have personally not used it, but it's just an idea. So that's kind of like Martha Stewart meets the Komodo method or whatever that's called for the 20 minute timer, right? Exactly. I always think of it as like a tomato, but that's awesome. So um, what else would you like to share with us about decluttering and what what is decluttering not? You mentioned a little bit before about how it's not the same as cleaning. Is there anything else that we have these misperceptions or misconceptions about decluttering? Well, I think a lot of times what happens is people think that when they're decluttering their house because it's so such an overwhelming mess that they're actually cleaning. Mm -hmm. And like I had said before, cleaning is really like cleaning your toilets, cleaning your sink, something that is going to get dirty on a regular basis, no matter what. You are always going to brush your teeth. You are always going to have to do dishes. You are always going to have to do laundry. So those are the cleaning type of things. So a lot of times people think, well, I have to clean my house when really they just have to pick up and, and pick up and declutter their house. And so when let's say they have unexpected house guests or they know companies coming over, it takes them so much time because they first really are decluttering the area and they don't even a lot of times have have the amount of time or the energy to get to the actual cleaning part. So that's really one of the main differences between decluttering and cleaning your area. So cleaning is something you do over and over again, and decluttering is hopefully one and done, and it'll get you in the mindset of even before you purchase something to say, do I really need this? Like, maybe I want it. Maybe it's pretty. Maybe it's whatever. But I don't need more stuff in my house. Or if I bring one thing in, I better get rid of five. Otherwise, the house is going to just balloon. That's exactly it. And a lot of times people think that, um, so there's a myth out there that tidy people and messy people, it's, 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 it's this myth that tidy people and messy people, the messy people are lazy. But I don't know why people think that. They think, oh my goodness, their house is such a mess. They must be really lazy. And that actually is not the truth. The truth is that tidy people have a lot less stuff. They have a lot less stuff they have to manage. And I want you to think about it this way, Gil. If you have a lot of stuff, it takes a lot of energy. You're basically stuff shuffling. It takes 
you so much time to organize your stuff, try to make it fit into your space, trying to make everything like shove into that cabinet space. And you're really not having a lot of time to do that actual cleaning. So tidy people, they know that they have to declutter on a regular basis. I probably declutter and get stuff out of my house on a monthly basis. I'm, I have this rule, one in, one out. If I bring something into my house, I know that I need to take something out of my house because I only have so much space. You have to kind of look at your house as a container. This is your container. This is your space. If you have a bookshelf, you have to kind of shift your mindset. If this is my bookshelf and I have all these books, I only can put this amount of books in that bookshelf. If they are overflowing onto the floor, onto my sofa, onto my dresser, I need to declutter and get rid of some of those books. You have to have breathing room and it's less stuff to manage. And I think that's really the main difference between tidy people and messy people. They just have less stuff and they declutter regularly. That's a really interesting point because usually you think of people that are tidy as having more ideas and more energy to be able to do these other things. And if you instead you consider them more minimalist or that they have the appropriate amount of stuff for the size of their house, then that makes a big difference. That is really interesting. I like that perspective. So um, do you have, in addition to knowing that we need to declutter and first taking care of whichever room is our sanctuary, whether it's our living space or our entry to the house space or our bedrooms, what about some quick and easy cleaning routines? And you had mentioned something to me on a previous discussion about the number one cleaning mistake is not getting the fam whole family involved. And I keep thinking it's the right thing to teach our kids how to adult by having them help. But you're saying that might not be the best idea. Tell us more. So I think personally that your whole family should be involved in this, not even just the cleaning process that I was going to talk to you about, the decluttering process. My family, for example, they were always involved. They were involved in doing the dishes. They were involved in doing the laundry. They were involved in vacuuming the floor. They were involved in cleaning up their rooms. And a lot of people think that, you know, my, my children are not old enough. My children probably at the age of one, it, I would teach them how to physically pick up their toys and put them away. Way. So you kind of have to get them into this routine. And remember, you're the parents. You're the one who gets to say what they are going to do. You say, you can tell them you are going to, you need to clean your room or you're not going to get this. So you got to remember, we are the parents. We are the moms. We are the ones who are in charge. And so in this process, looking forward in um, these cleaning routines, there's certain things that I say, they are the five musts, the five things that you have to always do. You have to always do your dishes. Tidy people always do their dishes. They don't say, maybe later I will do them. And you wanna think about dishes this way. If you leave your dishes till sometime later, when you get to them later, it's gonna be dry, caked on food. If you just, at that moment, rinse those dishes, put them away. If you have a dishwasher, put them in the dishwasher. It is going to speed you up and save you so much time. I also tell people, always make your bed. It is like that visual. Your bedroom is supposed to be your safe haven. It should be something easy to do. It shouldn't be something that takes you long to make your bed. I could probably make my bed in like a minute. So if you if it takes you longer than that, you may have too much stuff on your bed. <laughs> I love that. The next thing you need to do is always a load of laundry a day. And I know some people are like, a load of laundry a day? Okay, 
depending on the size of your house, maybe every other day, but do not put it off any longer because you know, we all have a tendency to say, oh, I'm gonna do that later, or I'm gonna do that later, or I'm gonna do that later, and we push it off, and then we have this gigantic mound of laundry, and we feel like we can never dig out of being behind. So I would suggest you do a, lawn, a load of laundry every single day. The next thing that I always say is wipe down your counters. If you're cooking, wipe down your surfaces, wipe down the counters. If you're brushing your teeth, wipe down the sink. These are things that, like if you brush your teeth, only takes you probably 30 seconds to wipe it down. If you're cooking and you just wipe down that counter space, it's only going to take you a couple minutes. And these are good things, like good routine things to get into. And the last thing that is an absolute, when you are done decluttering your house, I would say every single day, have a 15 minute tidy. And this is set the timer. So this is going to let give you the amount of time that you're going to tidy. And you just go around in different rooms and you pick up the items and you put them where they belong. And that is huge. And that is something that tidy people do. They do a little decluttering every single day. And you can break that up. Let's say you have five minutes in the morning before you go to work and you have, you know, 10 minutes at night. You have to go with the rhythm of your life. I always like to say we are each uniquely made. Your family is different than my family. Your children are different than my children. My needs are different than your needs. So you want this to go with the rhythm of your life. That just sounds wonderful. And I can understand why your clients love you so much. How can my audience reach you? What's the best way to get in touch with you to learn more about how to get this done for their own homes? Right now, they just can go to my website. They can go to www.jenbryce.com, and it's that simple. Super. So that's www.jenbryce.com, yes? Yes, that's it. Okay. Any social media they should be following? Right now, I have a Facebook page, and I also have a YouTube channel. Wonderful. I've seen some of your YouTube work, which is why I wanted to mention it, because you are just a natural on camera, and it's so much fun to watch and listen to you. So is that also Jen Bryce for the YouTube yes. channel? Yes. Okay. Any other? At Jen Bryce. At Jen Bryce. Okay. And any other final thoughts that you'd like to share? I just want to say my final thoughts are... You guys can do this if you are struggling out there. And remember, you don't have to do it all at once. That is probably my biggest recommendation. Just do a little bit at a time. Even if it's just five minutes a day, you can do it. You can get to through the declutter. You can be able to come home to a consistently clean house where you can just rest, relax, and have that peaceful, welcoming environment. Thank you, Jennifer Bryce. We all need that. I so appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to hearing how many people from my audience reach out to you because it makes a big difference. Thank you so much.